Heal Yourself with Sarah Dawkins, episode 44, with guest Lois Coffey. Lois is a transformational speaker, trainer, coach, and Ironman triathlete who has coached thousands of people in business and healthy lifestyles since the year 2000. She had her own awakening journey of working through addictive behaviors, depression, anxiety, and struggles, as well as many victories and successes. She is here for you to get to the root cause of your health and wealth limitations and guide you with love and compassion with Mind, Body, Spirit, Fitness as a transformational coach. Lois lives in California with her family and hosts retreats with her beloved husband, Didier, who is a shaman. They use sacred shamanic tools as well to help guide and support those that are open to the path of deep dive shallow work, sorry, shadow work and trauma release. And Lois also contributed a module to my course, Heal Yourself at Home. So mm -hmm. Lois, thank you for that and welcome. So excited to be here and congratulations on your amazing podcast. Thank you. So I believe you too have healed something in your past um, naturally. I'd like to hear about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know we don't have all day. So um, thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to just dive right in. It's It's been a journey. Um, you know, I didn't realize that I had a lot of unresolved childhood traumas I didn't realize I had a lot of abandonment issues, um, you know, low self-esteem, literally from in utero. So really quickly on my story and then how I healed it was I was born in a mental institution hospital. My mom was a schizophrenic and, you know, I was the youngest of four. My dad was a farmer, so he did everything he could, but he couldn't raise us, really. We, we kind of <laughs> raised ourselves and through that process, you know, my mom actually was in and out of the hospital. I was raised in a lot of foster care, different places and spaces. So that's where my abandonment and uh, essentially feeling not enough, right? As our brains are still developing all the way till we're age 25, I had so much abandonment, so much loss as well, and a lot of grief that never got resolved. And so my response to that, what I now know, my trauma response was, do, 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 achieve, 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 achieve. And I was, I was very, very successful at that. Straight A student, full ride uh, college scholarship, both academic and sports. I was always achieving. And then, you know, life wasn't always rainbow and fairy tales and, and tulips, right? When um, the Great Recession hit, I was in real estate, again, succeeding, checking off my to-do list as an Ironman triathlete, and a realtor who had three companies. I was making multiple six figures, traveling the world. Life was amazing. I thought I was gonna be a millionaire by the time I was 30. And then 2006 happened. And here in the US, I was in Phoenix, Arizona at the time, the Southwest got hit really, really hard. If you ever saw the movie, um, The Big Short, um, like that was my life at that point. I became homeless, uh, car was repossessed the day before my 30th birthday, which was, very humbling since I thought I was going to be on track to be a millionaire. And I didn't realize at that time that what ha was happening for me was my trauma responses, all the things that I had been stuffing down through achievement, through doing, they came up for me. So that's when I experienced my first real depression, anxiety attacks so bad that my bed would shake. And I, I thought, you know, I was healing myself through nutrition. I thought that was enough. I had 
been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease because I had leaky gut syndrome, a lot of digestive issues in utero through that year of my 30th year of my life. And so I thought I was good. I thought I was good. And then life happened. I became a mom, a wife, which was also very intense for me. You know, when you add these other labels onto you and for 14 years up until the pandemic, I was on the hamster wheel of achievement yet again. I never got to the root cause. So in 2020, after my mom died, my brother died, and I I just all of a sudden seemed to like the veil was lifting and I woke up to, oh my gosh, who are you? Why are you here? And I realized I'd I'd become a binge drinking workaholic, everything that I, I never, ever thought I would become. And so I started slowing down. I started taking time off. I started asking, why was I, you know, reaching for a drink every day? Why was I always booking myself back to back to back? And I was always on. And so I read a couple books, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer, phenomenal book that helped me to wave my white flag of a human doing. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I think I'm going to die just like my brother, you know, just like my friends who also committed suicide. I had a lot of friends that I lost to that. So to keep a really long story short, because I know we only have so much time, I went on a two-year quest to save my life and to deep dive with plant medicine, sacred plants, ayahuasca, magic mushrooms, also known as psilocybin. And they're making a comeback right now, but I worked with shamans. I worked with healers, facilitators who also were integration coaches, who are also breathwork facilitators, who are also very, very, very knowledgeable about shadow work and this ascension that we're going through as a planet into the 5D realm. And I realized that we were all waking up and, you know, it was, it was painful, but since then um, I I went inward, did a lot of meditation, breath work, a lot of plant medicine, reconnected with my ancestors, um, learned what curses I came. I chose this body. I, I, I chose this life. I chose this karma and was able to fall in love with that, to be able to forgive myself, which is what I talked about in in January um, on your beautiful uh, summit, and to be able to heal myself through all of those those tools. So for me, what I found, there wasn't just one tool. Um, I call them my my five fundamentals, which if you care, I can I can deep dive into more of that. But it was really about healing that abandonment wound, which started with my ancestors, all the way back to like we're talking 100 A.D. Um, and to really, really unpack all that, it, it took me two years to then release a lot of that from my body, purge it energetically and realign myself, mind, body, spirit to understand and love myself and hold myself, nurture myself, mother myself, which I didn't really get, you know, um, in my childhood. And then to be able to, to have that support and, and building community as well, because I, I believe abandonment is a huge root cause for most dis-ease. And um, that's why I'm openly talking about it now and why I even shut down my sales coaching business and went all in on transformational work. Because since the pandemic, I've just seen so many people stuck in their head, stuck in that self-sabotage loop, um, loop um, leaning heavily on their addictions and just really afraid to go inside and look for those answers that we all have lying within ourselves. So I'll take a breath because that was a lot and um, we can start to unpack that a little bit more. 
Yeah. And and I too see so many people with similar wounds. Um, you know, and, and leading to people pleasing and like yourself, overachieving and feeling the need to fit in, you know, and changing their behavior mm-hmm. to become somebody that they're not, to fit in with people that who they think are part of their group. So it's about healing that inner self to find who you are, to find the right people, to find your tribe. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we are just magnets of, uh, again, I was, I had the really deep masculine wound, um, you know, from my ancestors and from my father and his lineage, especially. And I was like attracting coaches and mentors and colleagues and clients. And everyone was in that same go, 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 sell, 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 push, 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 never let them see you sweat facade. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, that was, was, was so much. And I, I see it, you know, you understand what's happening in the world with the patriarchal. It's all just coming down now and people are waking up to realizing that something's got to change and it starts, it starts inside. It does. It doesn't. And as we heal ourselves, that ripple effect moves out and we help others to start their own healing journey or our healing can actually help others to heal themselves by themselves and and we forget sometimes that we are born innate healers exactly yeah like louise hayes book that was one that was reminded to me on this journey in the past two years is you can heal your life i think i misunderstood that though i'd be open to your thoughts because i was all about you know the secret the law of attraction now i call it the the flaw of attraction and then you you have all these like um, affirmations and things that you're supposed to say and 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 all of that. And I I was really still stuck in the in the brain and and not really in in my body and connecting with my heart space and my spirit space. I just thought again, these were all things that I had to do to shift, and I, nothing externally shifted. Even just reading Thinking Grow Rich for the five hundredth time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and for me, I, 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 I'm on the fence with Louise Hay. I love the metaphysical side of it. I love how she has worked with so many people and understand that these emotions cause these problems health-wise. I love mm. that, the metaphysics. But the affirmations, for me personally, I don't do affirmations. Yeah. They're, they're not for me. They, they work, I've seen other people, they work great for, and that's wonderful. Um, you know, if that, that really works for you, do that. But for me personally, it, it's not not right for me. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, just to clarify, that's exactly what I was, I was trying to convey. A lot of us, it's more about the statement, like you can heal your life. And then, but a lot of people go about it more still in the doing and the thinking yeah. mind, the ego yeah. mind. I have to say all these affirmations and then all of a sudden money is just magically going to show up or my disease will just magically, you know, be healed where it's, it's got to be mind, body and spirit. The the whole components of what I believe is our mental, physical and emotional bodies um, got to be working together for that to happen. Yeah. And I think a lot of people rely solely on their mind, thinking logically, linearly, and, and going down that physical route of healing. 
because it, and I think part of it is they're possibly not aware of all the rest. And they, I mean, I know myself when I started healing, um, I totally did not know about the emotional side of it. For me, it was those emotions were stuffed down and I wasn't going to bring them out for anybody and I tried to forget about them. So, you know, I was doing all the physical stuff, the spiritual stuff, reconnecting to, to me and the, the mental stuff, the mind work, the gratitude, mindfulness and meditating. But I wasn't going to go and open that kind of worms deep down there and deal with that emotional stuff until I did my coach training. That's when it really, that was the last piece in the jigsaw for me. And once I worked with that, mm. I saw my healing like massively um, roll forwards. Yeah, that's so amazing. I'm so proud of you. And I, I think I just want to say this too, like for me, um, that's where I, I started to notice things weren't working just with, with the mind. When I was doing psychotherapy, I hired a grief counselor and I even hired a subconscious mind coach because, you know, Joe Dispenza and all those guys just really took off, right? But guess what? The psychotherapy, the grief counseling and the subconscious mind work, it didn't work for me. Um, it barely peeled back maybe one layer of the onion, but it, it just kind of reinforced the trauma in a lot of aspects. So it made me just want to work more and drink more alcohol, to be honest. And I'm, I'm not saying that those are bad things. It's just exactly what you said. I, I was afraid to feel those emotions. Those abandonment wounds is exactly what was driving me to the doing space. And so I even went into debt. I think I spent like 60 grand or more the past two years to really uncover, um, go into the cave, the cocoon to really be with that. And so I had to choose my life and choose myself and choose spaciousness and not work all the time and take days off of the week that normally the old Lois would have been like, no, you can't do that. That's like against the, the business rule. So that's what I would encourage people too is healing, as you know, takes time and energy and it's really not about the money. It's it's about your value, your worth. You are worthy to heal. You are worth it. It's just, number one, you can't do it alone, as I know you know. And number two, it's going to take time and money to invest. It can't be a, it's not an alone job. No. And, and the other thing is, you know, if you, <clears throat> I can't remember who coined the phrase, you know, do you, do you want to spend 20 or 30 minutes a day keeping yourself well or do you want to spend 24 hours a day dead? And that's quite profound. You know, when, when you look at really, we don't need to do very much every day, but yeah. we do need to do a bit of something. Yeah. But, you know, whether it's 20 minutes or two minutes just to sit down and reconnect with yourself and, and um, follow your breath. Or, or whether it's go out for a walk for, for half an hour or an hour, but we do need to do something every day. Absolutely, 100%, yeah. And and that was, I was even in health and fitness. I was an Ironman triathlete who had already understood to be a, a fine-tuned athlete. I had to work sometimes 20 to 40 hours a week on that training to be able to really perform. You know, I think what we get caught up in, though, is, is as moms, wives, business owners, even if even if you don't have your own business, if you're working in nine to five, honestly, I don't think 15 to 30 minutes a day is enough because 
it just, there's so many parts of you that get taken up by other things in the day that you lose yourself. At least that's, that's what happened for me. I just kept abandoning myself over and over again, thinking some a day when I'm making X amount of dollars a month, yeah, I'll be happy. And and when I was in the pandemic, I was making 40 grand a month in the pandemic and I was depressed. Yeah. Cause we're looking for happiness in the future. You know, when I do this, when I become this, when I have this, mm. and it's all when I in the future, but actually why can't we just like stop, take a breath and I am enough. I am worthy. I am me. Let's just, let's just be instead of, do yeah but it takes a commitment it takes a conscious commitment to do that and and so often we're running our lives on autopilot so we're not we're not taking those moments out to become conscious of what we're actually doing in that moment i will say that i'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that i studied when i started studying plant medicine ayahuasca psilocybin there was a book called how to change your mind by michael pollan i, I keep dropping books so i don't know if you guys are interested in any of these but they really helped me realize even deeper than what Joe Dispenza and the subconscious mind movement has been all about. He talks about the default mode network and how that's a, you know, part of our brain that is, that's the autopilot. Like, like that is what I had to, for me, had to take plant medicine in order to like shut that off and then be able to go inward, you know, just reading books, self-help, even attending another webinar, another course, which is also another form of addictive behavior in the masculine mind, right? Another form of doing um, wasn't working for me. And I think a lot of people burned out on courses and coaches and were expecting to still, again, find those answers outside of themselves, another form of doing. Yeah. And I think for me, because that was, I had that issue, you know, I was like, I need another course. I need another course. I need another qualification. I need another qualification. I'm coming from a place of I'm not worthy. So I need all of these to make me feel worthy because look at all these letters I've got after my name. Look at all these certificates I've got in this file. It's a, you know, I am worthy because I've got all these, surely. But no way. I need to do another one, just another one. And we need to learn to stop that and accept ourselves for who we are. Exactly. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head because as coaches, right, that was the one thing because my my target market in uh, the pandemic was was coaches. Um, it's not that anymore, but I really wanted to help other coaches duplicate what I did. I was like, hey, if I can make 20 to 30K a month, so can you. Uh, but so many were stuck in uh, the, I need another certification. I need to create another lead magnet. <laughs> I need to, you know, do this. And um, they couldn't focus uh, again because that 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 loop was I just need to do more. And, and so less is more. I just want to remind people of that. Even with the healing process, I, I went all in on plant medicine first. Then I added breath work for a few months. Then I added kundalini yoga for a few months. And then, and then I, you know, was able to find, again, you got to troubleshoot. I, I made some um, interesting choices along the way for the healing process, going back to how I healed myself, but to be able to really go all in, you know, my passion around the 12 week year also, and that kind of like that less is more approach. And, and that's, you know, kind of back to my Ironman triathlon career. I started out as a marathoner first. I did that really well. Then I added biking 
for a while. I did that really well. And then I decided, you know what, maybe I could try this triathlon thing, which is swimming, biking, and running. And I hated swimming, by the way, but I added that and I started to master that. And it took me years. And I think a lot of people are afraid when they go in to less is more. That's why New Year's resolutions don't work right? Because they, they end the previous year, wake up on the new year's day and I'm going to, I'm going to swim. I'm going to bike. I'm going to run. I'm going to eat amazingly clean, even though just yesterday I drank a gallon of wine and, and had like my Fritos and whatever else they did on new year's Eve. Right. So it's like these small sustainable shifts and changes I just want to really re-emphasize my path took me two years and I'm still on it, right? I'm 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 not even saying that I'm like fully healed. I'm I'm actually still healing. Like we're still alive, right? And there's still so much more to us that we can peel back slowly. If we try to heal everything all at once, we can probably die. We can combust, right? It's a process, isn't it? It's a journey. And and there's so much that we can do um, on our own healing journey. And and there's no one thing that will heal everybody. It's a case of, you know, try all these different things. And, and healing is holistic. And there's yeah. so many different facets to it. So for me, it's about, you know, what what else can I do on my journey? But I think one really big thing that we need we need to remember as well is, life goes on and, and we need to have fun as well um on our you know it's all yes do what you can and live a healthy lifestyle but don't forget to have fun don't just concentrate totally on your health and wellness don't forget there's you you're here as well for to have a life to learn lessons and to have fun and i that's another thing that my ancestors reminded me of because i was all work and and I was work hard, play hard, because that's in some aspects what I learned my my Viking Germanic heritage were they they also were work hard, play hard. However, they did it with love, passion, grace, music, and fun. And so and that's who I had been, you know, in different parts of my life. So I think that's another like almost not a quote that but and I can't remember who said it first because it's been coined by many different psychologists, many different philosophers, but know thyself. You made a good point earlier. Uh, we oftentimes compare ourselves to other people, which is also another addictive self-sabotaging behavior that I I did I I I fell prey to, right? Because yeah. we're all trying to look at, you know, what is everybody else doing that's working <laughs> and realizing that's working for them, just like you said. Um, that's why even in my program, I have five fundamentals because I think it's a journey and, and one thing at a time, um, and, and it may not be enough. There's not a one-size-fits-all type of philosophy. So know thyself, trust thyself. Just like when I was in the fitness industry, I, I got tired of it. I actually left fitness for a while because everyone was yo-yo dieting, you know, the keto thing was in, the Atkins thing was in, and people would be like, oh, well, my friend lost 40 pounds in one day doing this liquid fast thing, you know? And I'd be going, oh my gosh, but you barely just started this program last week, and now you're moving on to another diet. That that instant gratification, I need oh, yeah. results 
now and you know healing takes time because you didn't get to I didn't get to 30 pounds overweight overnight it it was like a about a four-year journey so I I didn't expect to lose it in in one month like the industry has um sort of sold a lot of lies to people uh, about sustainable weight loss and health yeah very much so and um I think there's a lot of people out there looking for those quick fixes and willing to take a pill or do something radical for a quick fix. But it's not sustainable and it's not healthy to do it so dramatically, so drastically. Um, take your time. Enjoy what you're doing. Become conscious of what you're doing and, and understand it's a, it's a journey. It's a progression. And, you know, when you look back, you can see where you've come from to where you are now and it's we should only ever compare our own journey where we've come from and where we're at and what we've learned look you could like you say you could look at other people you have no idea what their journey's been where they've come from where they are now who's in their life who's helped them what they've done you just someone said they've lost 40 pounds overnight well how did that happen yeah and will they keep it off six months from now when i uh when i see them posting on facebook right (laughs) Sorry, that might have sounded a little, uh, I don't know, a little crass. But but uh, again, I was in the industry and coached over 10,000 people on health and fitness and weight loss and nutrition. And I've yeah. just seen that. That's one example, you know, of, of it's how... Not, it's not sustainable. It's no. not. So, under, but when we understand that, it's a, it's a process. Um, and we expect it to take time. Like you've said, you don't get sick overnight. Um, it takes a while to get really sick and it's going to take a while to get better. Yes. Yes. Rome wasn't built in a day. And then just remember that. I think I'd love to get your thoughts on maybe how this worked for you, but I feel like I would say a lot of the things, uh, the, the core wound was abandonment, right. For me. And, and then there were different layers and it was roughly about every quarter I would, I would peel back another one, you know, and then another quarter, 90 days, roughly, not always exact, but it was like, oh, okay. So that's what that was. And I lost my 30 pounds in a year and it's stayed off. My autoimmune disease numbers jumped down a hundred points and we're still coming down. I'm planning on going into remission. Um, so I think people underestimate what can really be done in even a year's time. Um, so I, I'm open to your thoughts also on like healing timeframes or, or anything you've seen. All I can say, Lois, is we're all different. And, and what might be 90 days for you might be 10 days for somebody else, but might be one year for another person. It's we're all so different. Um, and when I was in a, a, a really dark space, um, I had no idea of time, absolutely none. Um, I, I just would not eat and drink through the day because I just had no idea, no concept of time. Um, but I'd set an alarm to know when my, my daughter was coming home from school so that I could start preparing a meal and drinks for her and then when my husband came home. So I don't... I can't I can't quote time frames because I just wasn't aware of time passing. Um, but I know as I started to heal, um, again I wasn't fully aware of time, I wasn't orientated to time. Um, yeah. 
but as I started to heal, I saw where I'd come from. Um, but then, as I said, it was um, it was a few years later when I thought I was healed, and I start and went and did my coaching course and realised actually there's a piece of the jigsaw that's totally missing. Didn't even see it was missing, um, but it, a big part of it. So realistically, my my own healing has been over years. Amen to that. Yeah, I remember back in the day when I was addicted to Starbucks, um, which was destroying my gut, destroying my pH balance, um, causing a lot of other, uh, you know, neurotransmitters and cortisol levels and all of the things in my central nervous system. I, and I drank that for like 10 years. It took me five years, five years to go from drinking three chai tea lattes a day to basically finally I weaned myself the regular coffee then decaf and then one day just one day one day I was like huh I'm not feeling a compulsion to go to Starbucks or, or any coffee at that time so it's it is true even even with substances or or with any habits or choices the timeline is not not the same for even everything that you're working on no and I like you just said as well actually I want to just add to that it's suddenly one day you have a revelation that oh i don't have that pain anymore or oh i don't feel that darkness anymore or oh and it's just like you just suddenly become conscious and go i'm not sick i don't feel sick but i don't know when i didn't feel sick because i've suddenly become conscious of it now it might have happened yesterday it might have happened last week yeah. but right here right now i'm conscious of it and and it's those revelation moments those aha that oh i'm not sick i don't feel bad I, you know the, the world's a bit lighter <laughs> but we, we, it's when we become conscious of it isn't it because we're running on that autopilot and that's what i was going to say the the consciousness the raising your conscious awareness of being awake and awoke to that realization and then the gratitude and then the joy and then the bliss, if you don't give yourself, or at least for me, if I didn't give myself enough spaciousness to realize that and, and journaling and reflection time, I would, I would still, even with my healing, I could still be on the autopilot path and not taking time to stop and smell the roses. Yeah, because it's so easy to be on autopilot, isn't it? Like, oh, I've got to prepare a meal, I've got to, we need a drink, the washing needs putting out, and just, it's so easy to get lost in autopilot. But if we become mindful of everything, you know, when we're preparing the, the food, become mindful of what we're preparing, what we're peeling, what we're cutting, mm. even like pegging the washing out, be mindful of what it is, how it feels, what's it smell like, how, you know, yeah. where we're on the washing line, we can make any part of our life a conscious mindfulness experience. I love it. Yeah, agree. Yeah, being in that present moment and reveling and relishing in in that is is uh, something that I was not doing for a really long time, and now I enjoy cooking. Like wow. during the pandemic, even we just ordered food; that was our thing, right? And uh, that didn't help. Um, being able to cook with the family, cook with my husband, um, has really radically changed my family life, my marriage, and just all of the all of the deliciousness that's come from healing the abandonment wound has been has been profound. Oh, wonderful. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Lois, where can people find you? 
Yes. My favorite is my YouTube channel and my podcast. I actually live stream through my YouTube channel. So if you guys go and look for Lois Kofi, K-O-F-F-I Enterprises on YouTube, you'll find me there. And then I do have a Facebook community. It's free. Um, anyone that's a follower, uh, there's over 1,200 people there as of the time of, of, this, um, of this recording. Um, so you will be surrounded and loved upon by like-minded go-givers, health and wealth focused people who are really going internally for their wisdom. And then I would love to gift your community, anybody um, that reaches out to me that would like to contact me directly and email me. Um, I'll make sure you have that. I'll give them a free 30-day trial membership inside of my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise subscription, which is where I, I teach my five core fundamentals that helped me and now my other clients um, start to, that healing process. And, and again, community is really, 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 really important. Um, you don't want to do this alone. No, absolutely. And that's why we're here today, sharing the love into the community to bring other people to us and, and grow a larger community. Beautiful. Keep up the good work. Mm -hmm. Thank you too, Lois.